Hello and welcome. You're listening to Ending Physician Overwhelm with Dr. Megan Mello. In this podcast, we look at why, as physicians, we often get stuck in feelings of overwhelm, anxiety, and burnout, and how we can break out of toxic thought patterns. My hope is that each episode gives you an opportunity to heal and to get more clear on how you want to show up in your life and your work. And now, let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode eight, Charting Better. So I have a special guest with us today, and that's Dr. Sarah Smith. Dr. Sarah is a family medicine physician in rural Alberta, Canada. She's a physician coach and the CEO of chartingcoach.com and has a program for physicians called Charting Champions. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time to come here and talk to your people. Yes. Oh, I'm so thrilled that you're here. So let's jump right in. And um, there's a a common phrase that we have in the coaching community that we often become the coach that we needed several years before. And so I'm wondering if you'll share with my audience kind of your story of where you were, you know, in terms of, of charting and burnout and exhaustion. Yeah, of course. Um, So 15 years as a family physician. Now I'd taken a couple of years out in the middle to do some locuming, but when I returned to full-time family practice, the same thing happened. So I found myself in this place that at 6.30ish each night, I would get a text from my husband and he would say, how long are you going to be? (laughs) we had this agreement together that I would text him when the last patient left to kind of let him know how long I would be. And I would always forget that. And then I'd always have this guilt and shame about, Oh no, I've forgotten to text him again. And it's the cue for you need to come home because it's dinner time. And we've got these two beautiful kids at home. This is what I was making it mean, right? Two beautiful Mm -hmm. kids at home. You're missing out. You're here still. You're still not done. And you know what that means? It means once the kids are in bed and settled, you're going back to that computer and you're going to spend till midnight doing your charting, or you're going to be exhausted and you're going to go to bed. And then at two in the morning, when you wake up, I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'm awake anyway. I may as well go do my charting. And you get really cold feet and you're just miserable and hating all of it. Um, or you set your alarm for stupid o'clock, like 4 a.m. to just get a handle on the paperwork, the charts, the messages, like all of the things. Um, and it felt like this never ending cycle. And so it had been that same way from, from residency. I had asked every single mentor every single one. How do you handle the paperwork? How do you do the paperwork part? What's what's the deal with the paperwork? Like literally every single mentor from the beginning of my family medicine time. And they all said without fail, oh, you come in on Sunday. I was so unhappy with that response, but it was true. In order to get a handle on this at that time, I would come in on Sundays with the others who were there on Sundays. (laughs) 
and I would spend all day Sunday and I'd finally feel like the inbox was empty. And I finally had that loss of that constant mental load. And I could go home and enjoy a few hours before it would all start again. <laughs> right. Because it's not just that day or that week, right? No, it refills. <laughs> and then I would be wasting weekends. So I had at the end of a consultation, a patient gives you a form. They're like, oh, can you fill this in when you get a chance? My brain would say, there goes another hour of my life. Mm. Was what my brain would say when they handed me that form. I'd have this heart sink moment of doom. Like you're sucking my life away was the other sentence my brain would say over and over about this form. So I'd take those three-ish forms home on Saturday And we would have the offer of, hey, we should go to the park today. Hey, we should go to the river today. Hey, we should go to the lake today. And I would have this, I have paperwork. It was a brain sentence that I would say out loud. And what would happen, I'd have these three forms to do. And my entire weekend, I would procrastinate. Mm -hmm. I would go do laundry. I would clean the kitchen. I would rearrange the cupboard. I would, you know, wash the dogs anything to get out of these paperwork. So my entire weekend, I was missing out on my life to get these forms done, which when I actually sat down and did them, and I probably wouldn't even get them done that weekend. I would go to work with them, not even started um, on Monday. So my entire weekend wasted for paperwork, (laughs) missing my life. Yeah. And and mentally you're sort of dragging it out as long as possible, right? Because when the forms have not yet been completed, you're sort of mentally doing them over and over, wondering about what the questions are. Can you answer them? Do you need to log in? Um, And sometimes it's just a signature. Yeah, literally. You've you've spent a weekend just spinning about it. Yeah, I'm missing out on my life. And so, yeah, yeah, that was my miserable existence of I love the patients and I hate the job. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so, that's such a common refrain, right? That we love the care that we provide mm-hmm. and we, we can't stand the thought of continuing to do the job because the job feels like it's too much. And yeah. we could argue that it is too much. Yeah. Right? It was too much. At that it point, I was, had no idea how to get myself out of this yeah. rut. As I said, it was 15 years of this rut. Yeah. So Tell me then sort of the steps that you took. You're, you're deep in this hole. You're feeling stuck, overwhelmed. You're losing all this time with your family. What did you do? So I had no idea what to do. And I had no help from anyone else because they were all suffering from the same Just thing. do what we do Sunday. Even in, exactly. Even in the Facebook groups, you'd ask for help and they'd be like, yeah, you just go in on Sunday. Yeah, this is just part of the job. Yeah, it was just that validation piece, but it wasn't helpful. Um, so I was on my way to a student orientation um, where I was giving a presentation, which is something else we add to our burden of things is, yep, we're preparing a talk now. Okay. I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I wanted to really inspire this group of student doctors, even though I felt, you know, I had all the things I just described to you about my job. I still wanted to encourage our youngins, right? So <laughs> I Googled podcast, you know, motivational speaker. I'd never listened to a podcast before. And it was a life coach school podcast. And I started listening and she was talking about, um, why aren't you taking action? You can mm. do big things. You can have a better life. 
Um, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. <laughs> I have the biggest, hardest problem in the whole world that nobody's figured out yet. Yeah. Right. So I was enthralled and listened. And I actually hopped in the car between sessions and would drive around the block just to listen <laughs> to the podcast some more. It was so different from anything I'd experienced before. And I'm like, okay, well, she says I can do anything. And she says I can have big goals and I can change my life. I'm like, All right challenge accepted so I googled coaches physician coaches physicians who could help me or help coaches who can help physicians there wasn't anyone in the whole world there were like two physician coaches I found and they were both there to help me leave medicine they were like we help you leave medicine I'm like awesome but I'm not at one I have no idea what else I would do I have zero skill sets in my life other than medicine which I'm very, very good at. I just hate it. (laughs) And and two, I'm not ready to leave. That's the opposite. Like I get it. I could absolutely pick up and leave, but I'm curious to see, is there anything else that could happen first before I leave? Could this be better? Is it true? So I went back to the source, which was a general life coach. I'm like, well, she says she can help any problem. I'll take it on. So I started that general life coaching program and I used all the principles of that um, just general life coach to step by step by step by step say, I'm going to have this life where I can go home with everything done. I can have a family physician job with no homework. That is my impossible goal. And dang it, I'm going to go for it. So it took me 18 months of step-by-step changing and looking and questioning everything about my clinical day, like every single thing, instead of just letting it happen to me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, is like stepping back from it and saying, is this necessary? Is there a better way of doing this? What else could I be doing? How else could this happen? What else are other people doing? How did they practice? Like just, just remaining open to infinite possibilities and impossible goals. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's so amazing. And, and having to create that for yourself and find cobbled together, I imagine resources from, you know, coaching, learning, and, and what are some things that other people are doing and mm-hmm. trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I get this up yeah. and running for myself? Okay. Yeah. And then tell us what happened in terms of you starting to work with other people. What did that look like? Okay. So um, when you have, so I had a panel of 1300 patients, right. And I would work. So we'd go into the um, emerge as well, but we would go to the ward round in the morning at eight. And then I would finish at five and I would see somewhere between 25 to 40 patients in that time. So that was my life. But now it was, last patient leaves and I go home Mm. and the experience of empty evenings and weekends. And it was like, for a moment, for, for, for a hot second, you're like, did I forget something? What am I missing? What's going on? (laughs) Your brain is not ready for this. It's like, what? Such a foreign concept to all this time to fill. Like bucket loads of time. And I got to share this. I got to tell the others. (laughs) So I'm like, I totally have to share this because it took me 15 years to find the answer. I cannot keep this to myself. And so I, um, I said, 
my people are family physicians. There's no other family physician coaches. I'm going to be a family physician coach. So I started, I'm like, I went and saw my very good friend who helps family physicians in their workflow from a point of view of teamwork. And mm. she's not a physician. She just helps a physician um, and medical centers kind of sort out the, the teamwork part. And I said to her, Hey, guess what? I fixed myself. I'm happy to fix others. Send others my way. If you have anyone, she's like, immediately, here's a name. You need to go help her. So I did. <laughs> I loved being a coach and coached one after the next, after the next, after the next. And I'm like, you know what? They all want the same thing. I had the same problem I had. They all want help with their paperwork and charting. Yeah. And then a neurologist came by and said, Hey, I need help too. I need help with my paperwork. I'm like, sure. And then a heme oncologist and then a, a rheumatologist and a pulmonologist. And so like everybody. And it was the same set of coaching tools that was helping all of them achieve this same result of getting home. Finally, we could get home. Finally, we could create time for ourselves. And it was so transformative. So that was the, how did I get into this was I can't keep this to myself. I have help the others. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about um, the program that you run right now, which is um, helping so many people. Yeah. So Chatting Champions program came out of hundreds of hours of helping one-on-one -on -one physicians to make sure I had the exact process that helps physicians move from where they're stuck to getting home with everything done. So it's a lifetime access program. So they get the tools, which are the concise foundational modules, the support, which is that six times a month, we do coaching sessions where you can come and get specific help in any area that you're struggling with in your clinical environment. Um, and then we have a guest coach each month to come in and teach us new tools like ADHD coaches, burnout coaches. Um, we get their expertise on how do we further enhance our lives? How do we further enhance our capacity to make changes and permanent changes and community? So all of the physicians are in there helping each other, whether that be who's got a template for this, or I'm really struggling this week with my backlog. Can somebody help jump on a um, Facebook room with me and just be there while I would work on my backlog. So we want to take away the shame and the guilt that has really burdened a lot of the physicians over their careers. Some have lost jobs because of um, mm -hmm. backlog or charting um, or just having that the same thing that's stuck and I don't know my way forward or I'm coming back from mat leave. Um, so the physicians inside the program self-identify that they've had trouble with their charting and paperwork and getting home and stopping, like having this work-life boundary. Um, and once you're in, so they can be hospitalists, emerge, family mm -hmm. physicians, mm -hmm. make up a lot of them, but there's also the, the other specialties as well inside um, because they can get the help because the tools work mm -hmm. for helping them. So that's the Charting Champions program, which I just, I love it because it is so helpful to physicians. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that so much of that is just normalizing that it's not us who mm -hmm. are failing, right? It's us up against these sort of impossible standards of how we think our charts should be mm -hmm. and feedback that we've received about our charts, right? And, um, you know, yeah, how do you get 25 to 40 documents done every day, yeah. you know, when you want to go through and make them A plus and- And the inboxes and the work and, and, and the interruptions and, right? and yeah. the team 
meetings, all the things, right? So everything about your clinical day that feels like it's just continually happening to you mm-hmm. and you have no control over it, that, that burdensome feeling, that was, it's so common to, if we've never actually been taught the tools of stepping back and saying, hey, how does my day work? What is the business of my day look like? Rather than just being at the effect of that busyness. Yeah. And I would just highlight that for anyone who's listening. Um, I, I've, you know, been at many groups actually where you've been, um, you've been coaching the group and, you know, the difference between working with say an Epic efficiency specialist versus being coached on your charting is, you know, you have the ability to sort of take it into that emotional sort of part where we are resisting the work, where we are, Um, you know, trying to gain control Mm -hmm. of what we don't have control over uh, by making these beautiful, you know, charts that are just so picture perfect. I think it's a common actually tool that we use to cope with our anxiety, but the lack of control we have over our patients and our schedule and so many other things. So, you know, just to highlight that this isn't about learning all the smart phrases that you could possibly manage. (laughs) It's about really changing your mind around your charting and making it an easy thing that just kind of flows out of you and creating a a much, much more effortless experience for your day. Yeah. It's creating that sustainable clinical medicine. So Mm -hmm. when you know and you feel reliable in after my last patient leaves, I'm going to do this, 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 and then I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And you actually trot past all of your friends and colleagues who are still doing their stuff. And you're like, I'm done. Bye. It's, it's a joy that comes back rather than that brain that says, this is unsustainable. I can't. And that's what I see. This is unsustainable. I can't. Mm -hmm. And then it changes to, oh, I got this. And now I have the time to do these other things that I want to do, like exercise or get to bed on time or just be there for my evening meal with my family or take up cooking or be part of team sport. Like anything that we desire, once we contain that clinical day to the clinical day hours, that's what if that's the result that you want to create for yourself, so we let you create your results. So you get to decide what that will look like. It's not me choosing the dream for you, but I love you to start thinking about your dream. Like what is it that you desire? What would make this work day sustainable? What does clinical medicine look like if it's sustainable for you? And how can we help you create that? That is what we're doing. Um, That is what I would love to see for the physicians, right? Is that sustainable clinical medicine? Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine enjoying medicine again. Isn't that fun? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So for um, what would you say to someone um, who's out there listening, a physician who's really struggling, feeling stuck, overwhelmed, burned out, stressed, what one piece of advice would you, would you leave them with right now? Yeah. So it could be dare to dream differently that even if you have no control over your work hours, the number of patients you're going to be seeing and how long the appointments are for, what if even then it could be different? What else would you desire 
And where can you go to get that help? So start being curious about, could this be different for me? Could I be having a different experience? What would that be? What would I love to create for myself? So I don't think we've ever been taught uh, anything other than here's your work day, go for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, and when can I- you add this and this and this on? <laughs> And and now we're measuring, you know, height, weight, blood pressure once a year. Now we're measuring people are smokers. Now we're also measuring this, 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 this more QI projects coming towards you. Like it's always a, and you have that experience that they're always asking me for something else or I'm never done. You're having that experience where I'm never done. Stop asking things of me. Stop being difficult. I I can't understand patient demands. They're so demanding of me. Um, Any of that is happening to you. Just know it can be different. Your experience can be different. Even when we don't change up the number of patients you're seeing, the appointment length, your hours of work, like even if that stays the same, you can still be getting a different experience. And that I think is what you're going to learn here in this podcast as well, is how do we have a different experience even when there's Mm -hmm. these concrete pieces of our lives that we can't change? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Where can my listeners find you if they're curious to know more? Yeah. So chartingcoach.com. You can go there. We have free masterclasses where you can join just to get to know the kind of process that we use or some of the interesting things, or you can just have a look at the charting champions program. It's always open. So if it's, you're like, yep, then you can come and have a look at that as well. Yeah. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me and Um, If anybody's out there listening, I highly encourage you to check out chartingchampions.com and uh, you can choose to be amazed at how different your life can feel when you find yourself getting unstuck, especially if, you know, a lot of your burden is around the the work that is involved with um, charting and inbox and all of those tasks that are not the person in front of you, the patient in front of you. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me and for everyone out there listening. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Ending Physician Overwhelm. If you learned something today or felt moved, please share this episode with a colleague. You can also learn more about me and my coaching practice by heading over to www.healthierforgood.com. And of course, be sure to like and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.